blackscholarspublishing.com. That uh, we should get our own. Once we have our own, uh, we're respected for the fact that we can create our own. And uh, that's equality right there. Welcome. This is the Black Scholars Podcast, a community for black educators. I am Leonard Andre Wilson Jr. You can follow me and this podcast on Instagram at the Black Scholars Podcast. Again, follow me on IG at the Black Scholars Podcast. This is episode one. Again, I am your host, Leonard Andre Wilson Jr. You probably know me from the Three Bearded Kings podcast. If you don't, that is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. Also visit www.blackscholarspublishing.com. We will have future uh, blogs and merchandise and videos and whatnot for the Black Scholars podcast. I'm also working on starting a Facebook group just for listeners and guests. So how this works for today is just you and I. I need to introduce you to the show. For future reference, it could just be you and I for uh, some special episodes, special content. But most of the time, it'll be me and another educator uh, on the podcast discussing specific issues. Um, hopefully, we will actually get more than you know one guest on with me at a time. So then we can really have some fun and really dig into some issues. Purpose of this show again, is for black educators, although all educators are welcome, as long as you don't mind dealing with or emphasizing with issues that we are going through uh, as in terms of underrepresentation and trying to reach all students and dealing with peers who are either culturally insensitive or culturally ignorant. So shout out to all scholars whatsoever. Doesn't matter about the color of your skin, but I want to do something special for black educators. There are some uh, education podcasts out there, but from what I see from my standpoint, my perspective, and I'm an avid podcast listener, I don't see anything set up specifically for us. So I'm glad to be able to bring that to you uh, and for you. Now, issues that we'll talk about on this show, not this specific episode, but overall with the podcast is going to be low teacher pay. Um, weak professional development. I think all educators have sat in a faculty meeting and wondered why are we there or PLC and say, what is the purpose? I have a joke from a couple of years ago uh, when I was teaching and um, we had a PLC and I joked that, you know, eventually we'll have a meeting about a meeting is how many times we were having meetings. 
Well, one uh, specific meeting, we actually did have a meeting where the principal assigned us a uh, peer-reviewed article that talked about PLCs and best practices and norms. And everybody just looked at me astonished and said, you were right, dude. We are having a meeting about a meeting. That's how you know you've had too many of them. But we definitely need more um, effective, uh, efficient professional developments. Also, just an overall lack of respect for the profession. A lot of people don't get into the profession, especially those who are African-American, because of the pay, um, because of the stress, because of, you know, as far as men are concerned, it's still looked at as a women's profession. And there's a history involved with that as well that we'll discuss quickly. Um, but we're going to go in more in depth in the future episodes. Also, a lack of parental involvement, career transitions. Maybe this is your um, second or third career and you're struggling. We want to help you. And maybe you've been teaching for a little bit and you want to get out. Well, we want to transition you the proper way as well. So we want to help you. Um because once you're an educator, you're always an educator. You can never forget about those kids. You can never forget about those boring faculty meetings. Everyone has that one coworker that won't shut up so you can leave and get out of the faculty meeting and go home and have a life. Um, so we're definitely going to talk about that. A lot, a lot to relate to. Um, retirement is big. How do we prepare for it? Should we just depend on the district for retirement? Just overall finances, whether it's buying your first home, to buying a car, to um, starting your own business. I want to help you guys with finance. Um, I started off as a banker, so I think that might be useful. Graduate degrees. Um, we want to talk about advancement. We want to talk about moving into administration or uh, the, the school board or other positions that might be out there um, where your skill sets can be utilized and experience in education. Well, well, we'll have an episode or two about graduate degrees and education overall uh, for educators. Peer relationships. You guys always get along with your, your colleagues? I know I don't. Most of the time I do, but, you know, there's there's always that, like I said, faculty meeting where you're ready to get out and you have that one person that just won't stop asking questions. Not that they're not allowed to ask questions, but a lot of those questions could occur one-on-one -on -one after the fact, um, especially when you have other things that you need to do and if you have a family. It's not fair that you have to stay much, much later when it's like, hey, it's time to go. I put in my time. Um, health, health is wealth. Um, health for educators is very, very important. Um, most of the time when schools are providing food or snacks, there's always something fried, unhealthy, sweet. Like I get it. We're stressed out and there's a, uh, uh, there's something with your body. You know, it's something with your physiology where you just you need something sweet or something salty or something sugary. And, you know, that that makes sense. But why can't we have healthier options? If you're going to, you know, buy some food, let's get some fruit. Right. We don't need pizza for the 15th time. Um, that's not that's not healthy to eat on a consistent basis. Um, so health is wealth. Because, you know, it's a lot of stress. You can't do your job well unless you got good health, spirituality, um, having a foundation uh, centered in God. I would recommend uh, and argue that's needed um, to stay in this profession long term. Um, again, entrepreneurship. There's a lot of educators out there working second, third, four jobs, hustling on eBay, on Etsy, on Amazon. 
you know, selling uh, hair extensions or or um, cutting hair or doing hair on the side, you know, looking for summer jobs, you know, entrepreneurship will push you into another financial realm if you execute it and do it correctly. So I definitely want to uh, have some educators on the show who are also entrepreneurs such as myself. Um, also, becoming a professor. Do you want to teach at the collegiate level? Um, there are some outstanding K-12 through educators who might be at the wrong level in terms of age and development. Perhaps you need to be teaching at the collegiate level. So we definitely want to have some educators who have made that transition uh, either successfully or not so uh, successfully because in every failure, there's a lesson, right? In every, everything that you do, you don't necessarily succeed. You learn something from it. Um, trial and error is very, very important and vital um, if you're working your way towards success. Writing. You want to write books. Or, or maybe you have written a book and maybe your book is a little raunchy and you have to, you know, put it under a different name or pseudonym. I've done that. Not necessarily raunchy, but, you know, I've definitely written some fiction books that um, are not under the name Leonard Andre Wilson Jr. Um, and by the way, I own a publishing company, Black Scholars Publishing. Um, and this podcast is a part of that, along with my other podcast called The Three Bearded Kings, which you can listen to on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you use, um, wherever you access podcasts. Teacher shortages. You know, STEM is a big field right now. Um, and there's there's some shortages there. Even in SPED, there's still shortages. So how do we address that? Um, how does that affect us? Low-income schools, poverty, fixed versus a growth mindset, assessments, are your kids being over-tested? We're definitely going to talk a lot about assessments uh, on the show. Um, pedagogy, what are the best instructional practices you should be using? How do you differentiate? How do you look at data? How do you analyze data? Do you look at subgroups? Do your kids, are they accountable for their data? Do their parents know about their data? You know, that's very, very important to get the kids involved in the numbers, not just, you knowing the data, but it's the kids performance. Um, so we're definitely going to discuss that classroom management, spend your own money on your classes, um, taxes, joining associations. Should you do it? Subscribing to these expensive uh, quarterly journals. Should you do it? Um, educational policies, school psychology. That's vitally important. Um and mental health, you know, that that goes right along with health. How are you mentally doing? You know, that's important. And if you plan on staying in the industry for a long time, and I do call it an industry because it is, especially if you look, it's all about the numbers right now, right? So if you're going to be standing there long term, it's important that your health in every aspect, every way possible is at its peak is at its prime. That means that you have to be able to separate yourself from, you know, all of the, the work that you have to do. That workload needs to stay in your classroom. I know that we get into a habit of um, grading everything and doing all this extra work outside of the classroom, outside of the school building. No, you got you got other things that you need to be focused on in order to be able to focus on your career when you are there. So you have to look at things from that perspective is that you only have so much willpower. You only have so much time when you're actually a teacher. I know it's hard for us to cut it off because for a lot of us, this is a calling just like ministry. You know, I remember 
when I went to the University of Wisconsin Parkside. By the way, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Currently live in Memphis, Tennessee with a beautiful family. But most of my nucleus, most of my family, most of my friends are still in Milwaukee. And in Milwaukee, um, you know, I'm a product of uh, Silver Spring Elementary, Morris Middle School, gifted and talented. Uh, When I was in elementary school, you know, teachers and the counselor and the principal, they would try to get me to skip uh, ahead a grade or two. My mother didn't want me to do that. I already was one of the youngest in my class. Um, and I actually graduated from high school at 17. Imagine if she would have allowed me to skip, you know, those two or three opportunities. Um, there's no telling. You know, I would have graduated at 14, 15. That's a rarity. You don't hear about that now. Um, and maybe my high school career would have turned out differently. Uh, maybe I would have went to Harvard or Princeton or, you know, all of those things. But I look at it like it's a blessing. Um, God doesn't make mistakes. Everything happens in seasons. Everything happens in seasons. That's why you can't live a life of regrets. You've got to live a life full of um, just gratitude in general. And you just got to appreciate the journey that you've taken. We all take different journeys. We all take different journeys. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. You have everything you need to be successful. Okay? So that's kind of like, that kind of digs into the theme. But as I was saying, I went to the University of Wisconsin Parkside, about 45 minutes away from Milwaukee. Um, and I remember my academic advisor was a black woman. Uh, she was awesome. But she was trying to convince me. She was looking at my script and saying, you are taking a lot of English classes and you're getting straight A's. Um, not so much in these other classes. And see, I was working full time in banking. I've been working full time. Uh, and banking for a while, I actually started in banking when I was 16 in a co-op program. And we need more high schools to have co-op programs where kids can get out in the community and actually uh, contribute to the community around them, to the businesses around them. Um, so I made decent money as a 16 year old, as a junior. Um, I was at my senior year. I think it was uh, my senior year. I was 16 turning 17 because, again, I graduated at the age of 17 from Bayview High School. At Bayview, I studied law. But I remember she told me back in that office at Parkside, you know, you should be an English teacher. And I pretty much laughed her off like, what? I'd never be a teacher. They don't make enough money and these kids are bad. And, you know, I said all those things. Jokes on me. And she's laughing because, um, you know, I'm 34 And this is, you know, my eighth year teaching. And uh, I actually stepped away from teaching for like a year and a half, two years and started my own business. Right now I have my own business, but I'm back in the classroom where I belong and I'm happy and happiest in the classroom working with my kids. Uh, By the way, I teach reading language arts, Apex, that's uh, gifted and talented. Um, They call it something different in whatever district you're in. How the show will um, proceed is pretty much it's either going to be me talking to you again about special content, going really in depth, just like you do with those standards in your classroom, or it's going to be me and a guest or me and a bunch of guests. So that's how we're going to organize everything. Um, So, again, this is my eighth year teaching. Uh, I live in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I work just outside of Memphis, Tennessee, in a small community called Millington. I teach middle school Apex reading language arts. Um, and, you know, it's 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 everything comes full circle. It's weird. It's uh, surreal almost because when I taught middle school, 
Um, well, I teach middle school now, but when I went to middle school, I was gifted and talented. And in elementary school, again, they were trying to, they kept attempting to push me um, to another level. Um, now, I kind of pandered down as I got in high school and I got, you know, the attention of some beautiful women, uh, beautiful girls, and uh, got my first license. And, you know, basically, they say I started uh, high school with a three point nine 3.8 i finished high school just above a three point so that lets you know um how my focus shifted but uh, thankfully i picked it up after i moved to tennessee went to tennessee state university um i was a psychology major went to get my master's degree at the university of memphis joined the new teacher project um, which is the teaching fellow programs in a lot of different cities. Came to Memphis. My wife is from Memphis. We met in school, uh, and I've been in Memphis ever since. Uh, almost moved back to Nashville. Um, thought about, you know, switching careers and going to be a lawyer, especially when I actually did leave education. Um, but I'm glad I am back. And the only way I would actually go into law at this point is if me and my family moved to Nashville, where they have a... Um, University, uh, I guess it's Nashville School of Law, that allows full-timers, professionals, people with families, the opportunity to go back to school part-time to become a lawyer. So I still have those dreams, um, but I also love what I do in the classroom. Everything for me is about a calling. I just recently had a conversation um, with my principal revealing that, yeah, I think I do want to be an administrator. And I remember the very first conversation we had maybe four, four and a half years ago when she was you know, asking me, did I want to be an administrator? And she can help mold me into that. And at the time I was like, no, I just want to be the best English teacher on the planet. Now, I don't think I'm the best English teacher on the planet, but I'm definitely really, really good at what I do. And I really, really enjoy and I'm passionate about what I do. Um, and I feel that calling now for administration. And one of the reasons I feel that way um, is because I lost one of my best friends. His name was Robert Croston. He uh, taught in um, Chicago, went to Harvard, went to Marquette, um, went to University of Chicago. He's got three degrees and uh, he passed away recently, but he was leading a um uh, elementary school and actually two programs in that elementary school in Chicago. And I just really had a realization that leadership was in me and that it was my will and destiny and I needed to do something about it. So um, hopefully in the next year or two, I'll be back in the doctorate program. I did uh, a year in the doctorate program at University of Memphis in instructional design and technology. I also have a third degree at the University of Wisconsin Stout that's in professional and technical communication. So just like you guys, I mean, as an educator, education is lifelong. We're lifelong learners. Um, and so that's just a little bit about me. Um, I'm also a learning coach um, at my school. So um, I don't think I did so well my very first year because I made this transition over to the Apex classroom working with the gifted kids. Um, but moving forward, I'm going to be a lot more organized and I live by purpose, you know, in education, we're data driven. I want to be purpose driven. Now, of course, I'll never, you know, not pay attention to my data, but I want to make sure that I'm always driven by purpose. And I am. Um, so that's a little bit about me. I can't wait. This is episode one. Again, just the introduction. Want to let you guys know the purpose of the show, how the show will be organized. Please subscribe. Um, leave a review, good, bad, and ugly. Um, 
I want as much honest feedback as possible. Again, this is my second podcast. I love podcasting uh, just as much as I love being in that classroom. I love communicating. I love spreading knowledge. I love bringing people together. So we'll get the opportunity to experience all of that through this community for black educators. Now, let's get into a recommendation, a quote. You'll get used to these. I'll do one every single episode. And plans are to drop an episode every single week. Of course, there'll be some special editions and special episodes as well. This comes from W.E.B. Du Bois, who was a Fisk University graduate, if I'm not mistaken. For the Negro to truly succeed, he must demand three things of this nation. The right to vote, equal civil rights, and the true and full education of black youths. There must be well-equipped colleges and universities throughout the South to train the best of Negro youth as teachers, professional men, and leaders. The status quo right now, guys, we got 2% of teachers are African-American males. That number doesn't go up very much, even if we include the women. A lot of the African-American teachers, especially males, they're, you know, PE gym teachers and they probably coach a sport there's nothing wrong with that but if you're thinking about observational learning and think about as a kid growing up and you see and you're learning from someone that looks just like you in your science class your math class your English class your history class that's amazing my entire K through 12 I never had a male African-American teacher Not once. I didn't have my first African-American teacher until I was at Tennessee State University in HBCU in Nashville, and I was on my way out. I've never had the opportunity to learn from a black male English teacher. I did have a black female English teacher in high school, I believe during my junior, senior year. But that's it. Thankfully, I had positive male role models such as my dad, my grandfather, my uncles. You know, I had positive male role models around me, actually black and white. I had a lot of male role models. Some of my teachers who were males, they were white, but they looked out for me because they seen potential. They said, hey, this kid is different and he's not afraid to be different. So recommendation really quick. I'm reading three books simultaneously. Seth Godin, he's a marketing and businessing expert. You might know him from the part-time MBA program. Um, If I had the funds, I'd definitely be a part of that program. But his book, Tribes, is about building community, is about being a leader. It's one of my inspirations for starting not only this podcast, but the other one as well. My second recommendation Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a great book about wealth and it gives you a different perspective on money and about wealth in general. Check it out. And the last one is Master of Self. This comes from the same author of The Four Agreements or The Fifth Agreement. Both excellent reads. I highly recommend if you haven't checked them out yet. But the mastery of self, it just takes that spiritual wisdom to another level. And I feel like it's very beneficial 
to have God at your core, regardless of your religion, regardless of your customs and, and values and even how you were brought up as a child. As you get older, you must be you've got to be strong, not just on the outside. You got to be strong, especially in this profession. Most teachers don't make it past five years, very similar to entrepreneurs. And you'll see a huge mesh between entrepreneurship, business, and teaching. That will be the metaphor, the analogy that um, will be a reoccurring theme in these episodes. So that was the recommendations and quotes. In closing, show notes, find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at the Black Scholars Podcast. I look forward to following. And if you know a teacher who needs to listen to this, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with them. And uh, you can also email me at the Black Scholars Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's the Black Scholars Podcast at gmail.com. Calm. This has been fun. Episode one. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Black Scholars podcast. For more information, Sometimes go to blackscholarspublishing.com. You just gotta go. You will never know what you could ever be. If you never try, you will never see. Stayed in Africa, we ain't never leave. So it was no slaves in our history. When no slave ships, when no misery, call me crazy, or isn't he? See, I fell asleep.